Hey folks, Russ Bailey here with another edition of Brush Pile Fishing, the podcast here on iHeartRadio. And uh, we're in the second week of June and we are going to travel south today. We've got a brand new guest on the podcast. You might have seen him on some of our shows before, uh, but Brad Taylor is going to join us talking a little Mississippi summer fishing. And you don't think it gets hot down there? Woo! So stay tuned. We'll be right back with Brush Pile Fishing. Folks, Russ Bailey here. Welcome back. I want to talk, uh, first of all, this first section is going to be brought to you by B&M Poles, Bonehead Tackle, Crappie Magnets, Slime Line, and Driftmaster. And on the line with us now from Mississippi, a hot Mississippi, I'm sure, Brad Taylor. Brad, how are we doing? Everything's great, Russ. How are you? Good, brother. Haven't talked to you for a while, man. Uh, it's, been, it's been a little bit, hasn't it? Uh, is it cool down there? Uh it's not that bad. It's starting to heat up uh, daytime, getting at 85, 89, but the humidity's not that bad. But here in another week or two, it'll start getting up there around 100. It won't, it'll, it'll be so hot you you got to find some shade. See, and that's when John Harrison's going to want to do another show again. He never calls me. He, he blames it on me, but he never calls me when it's nice and, you know, 70 degrees. He calls me when it's about 110 heat index. Well, he calls you because he's bored in the summer. He fishes every single day, so it's not because he's not fishing. I promise you that. He's got a tough life, don't he? Yeah, tough life. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> so, Brad, um, I know me and you've done shows on on a couple lakes down in Mississippi. Um, as a matter of fact, I think we did Ross Barnett a long time ago. That's the only time I've yep. been on Ross, yep. believe it or not. And that was awesome. <laughs> but second week of June. Uh, let's let's go two lakes. You pick the first one, and what's your favorite lake to fish this time of year, and what style are you using? I, well, it's, I got a couple of lakes around the house here. I live on the Mississippi River, so in the summertime, naturally our our crappie spawn a little later over here on the river, just because of the river water. Uh, they spawn a little bit later than everything else. So when it gets hot, I still feel that we we have some females maybe. Uh, still spawning and we got a bunch of active males still into June and wow. mid June. So it's, it's it's good to fish. Uh the way we fish it over here in uh, on the Oxbows, of course it's cool water. And and naturally the water's warming as the air temperature is too. But most of these fish go and it's flooded. They go back in the woods and they're around anything that's green and bushy for some reason. That's where all the, the, the bait fish are. That's where the, the minnows, that's where the things they eat. And uh, they're back in the bushes, and we'd love to go back in there with a jig pole and get them. So you're on your War Eagle boat. You got your jig pole. Go ahead. What's your favorite jig pole? I know you're not going to say mine because it's only 10 and a half foot. What's your favorite jig pole? I've got two. I like a 11-foot Sam Heat and bottom reel. Oh, you're killing me, man. Go ahead. And then I like... And then I like an ultralight. I like a bottom reel seat. Both of mine that I like are bottom reel seat because I like to hold them. Both of them have a cutout in the in the cork and the foam so I can feel the blank. So it's a little more sensitive. Um, but that's the two that I go to, an 11-foot and a 10-foot. I use the 10 when we're in real tight and 11-foot when they're scattered trees. Okay, okay. Uh, what size line are you using? I, I use nothing 8-pound gamma. Uh, a lot of people over here like that high-vis. So they can see it, see fish swim off. I feel like if you're watching your line, I see I use ultra clear. 
Okay. And what about nor? And I know this changes with the, the water, the wind, and everything else. Normally, what size jig head, and what's your plastics you prefer? I always, I always go with the sixteenth. If it gets real, real bad, I'll drop down to a thirty-second. But I like a sixteenth. Nothing heavier than that. Um, a lot of times, we just use plain lead heads. Uh, don't no paint it. The waters on in these oxbows are mainly clear, so I try to stay away from any real bright head unless it's you know we've got a big flood or or it's, or it's sucking it out of there so fast that it's colored the water up. And then on plastics, I, I'm a I'm a mid south guy. I like mid south regular tubes. I use a lot of black and chartreuse and black and pink. Okay, and to recap, folks, <clears throat> Brad's talking Mississippi second week of June. You say some of these fish are still spawning in that river system or the oxbows. Oh, certainly. You know, normal, you know, here I fish a lot of Lake Washington. Everybody knows about Lake Washington. By the time June gets here, those fish have spawned. The male have come up. They're all going back out to where they where they stay, you know, out in the deep water, you know, wherever, shallow water. So they become hard to catch. The water temperature gets spot. But now we can transfer over to these oxbows where it's got river water coming in, which is a lot cooler because of its depth. The river's real deep. And naturally, river water is cooler than the, the lake water. Wow, so we spend a lot of t- spend a lot of time in the woods jig fishing. You know, and and you know that's that's my favorite. I love single pole fishing. Now, Brad, <clears throat> I didn't know about this before, and of course we're behind on taping now because Ohio had the COVID where we couldn't leave the state. If we did, we had to you know quarantine for fourteen days, so it's put a damper on our taping. But what about next June early? Uh, we get something together and do a show on that. I think that'd be cool as heck. Man, yeah, we can go back in the bushes and, and have some fun. Sure can. Uh, uh, we catch a lot of, over here, believe it or not, we catch a lot of black crop, a lot of specks. Um, the river's full of them. And, and anywhere you go there and you find any green, a lot of times you'll have a lot of green, bushy stuff that's grown on that tree during the year when the water was down. Now it's come up, you've got fresh vegetation there. They're just, and you know, I look for green, the green bushy stuff around the trees. It doesn't matter what kind of tree it is. Okay. Well, I have to say something to Joe, the camera guy. He's still with us, and we'll have to get something planned down there, man. Yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love to do it again. Uh, be about, be like it was on Ferguson uh, when we caught them during the winter. It'd be about the same thing. Except those fish have moved from that barge. If you've seen that show, they've moved from that barge back in the, into the woods there. Well, and I don't know if they'll hit as fast as they did that day. That was that was amazing, man. That show was done in no time. I, I felt like it was going to be a good show. I felt like it was a risk going there. But once I got there and the water and the, everything just seemed right, and, and they sure were. They were bite. Folks, if you haven't seen that show, go to our Brush Pile website. Um, and I believe that was season five, five or six, five, I believe, and uh, check that out. It's Lake Ferguson with Brad Taylor. Um, it was a winter show, and we actually fished off of a sunken barge. And, I mean, it was boom, boom, boom. As soon as we started, it was on. So so give me a second lake this time of year, Brad. I, I like to fish. Uh, of course, everybody says grenade. I like to pull crankbaits. I like to go stay on oxbows. I like to go to Lake Whittington, 20 miles north of here. And... Uh, I pull crankbaits up there. It's a, it's a, it's, it's there again. It's a uh, oxbow lake. Pulling crankbaits, you can get an umbrella. I use B and M poles there too. I'm, I'm B and M all the way. Um, I I use an eight, all pro uh, pro staff. I use an eight foot, twelve foot, sixteen, and a twenty. Uh, I'll have to put the twenty up if the wind gets bad. But 
we pull crankbaits, and, and that, that lake there is full of big crappie. Now, you have to fight through what I call trash fish, uh, a lot of gar, a lot of things hitting your pole. But pulling crankbaits, a lot of times you can skip by those. Uh, the little sea run bass, uh, they'll, uh, they'll catch some of those. But it's a good time you can take kids, take your wife, friends, people that never fished, sit under an umbrella and pull crankbaits. Now, last week's guest was Matt Zenas, and he talked a little crankbaiting in Tennessee. Now, he actually pulls a little bit slower than, than most of the guys I've pulled with. What is a good average speed that you like to concentrate on? I do one and a half mile an hour. Okay. Uh, I just found day in, day out. Now, you know, every day is different. Uh, I, I run band, Bandit 300s on all of my poles. I see a lot of people change trying to get their bait at different depths. I do that by line, reeling my line in or out. I use line counter reels for that. Um, but as far as bait, I, you know, I, I'm running Bandit 300s the whole time. And uh, it's just, for me, a one and a half mile hour, you know, you may have to slow it down. You want your baits to come up in the water, you'll slow it down to one, one, one. Get them up. You want to pull them a little deeper, let a little more line out, and run up. I've caught them as fast as two miles an hour. Yeah. Well, and one thing you said is key there. You know, if you really want to, to, to fine-tune things, you said the line counter reels, and that is so important. I've seen that in, in several of the shows that we've taped. Sure. I, you know, I've fished several times as you have. Oh, well, actually a bunch with Kent Driscoll. Uh, I, I run basically the same technique he does as far as, you know, my line, line counter reels. and I start on one side, and I may run 60, 80, 100. Those are even numbers come back on the other side and do 70, 90, 110. That may be the way I start. And then once you start catching a few fish and, and, and you just notice your depth, then you can you don't want to take all those poles and put them at 70 feet because then you can't hardly make a turn in wind or anything. So you would put them, you know, I might go 75 and 80. Uh, and then the other side, adjust them 65, 70. You know, you want to stagger your poles length of line all the time. Right. Good tip there, folks. And another one, you know, you, I know Kent likes to start out with different colors. And then, you know, I've been on, on trips with Kent where it doesn't matter what color you've got on. I mean, they'll hit anything. And then I've seen sometimes where it's very color specific. Oh, certainly. You know, and I, uh, you know, it's just like going to Grenada Lake. If I go to Grenada Lake, there's two colors that I know I'm going to have at least two of those baits on. And that's, that's and, and we're talking Bandit 300 is a, a pink. It's a light pink with a sparkle. And I like black with the bubble. Like I think they call it bubble gum. It's, it's got a pink on bottom to it. Those are two of the, the colors that I'm, and I do that in Oxbows also. Um, those two colors seem the most productive of anything I've ever seen. Good information there, folks. If you're thinking about starting out crankbaiting, you've heard two guests two weeks in a row now talk about pink, something to it with that crankbait and that reaction bite. Um, they love it. So, Brad, anything new going on in Mississippi? Did you guys get through all the floods this spring? We did, and, and actually this year um, we haven't had quite the water that we've had in the past three or four years, so naturally uh, our fishing is better. Uh, the water is starting to come back up. The river's on the rise, so that's going to push these fish, especially the lake spawners are, that are struggling to stay in the, in the shallow water area or, or in the structure, what I call they're going to stay there a little bit longer, I think. I think and they'll keep some males in there. So it's a good time to – this year will be a perfect timing for us. Uh, too much water is a problem because it pushes them so far back. You know, crappie don't like uh, sudden changes, especially in temperature or water depth. You know, when that water just goes way out and runs them out of their home. 
So uh, we've had a good stable year in Mississippi. I think this is going to be, so far it's been kind of slow, but uh, we're going into the summer, so it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to catch them this time of year. And, you know, folks, you heard me talk to Brad uh, earlier. I've done a lot of shows down in Mississippi uh, in the summer, and I'm talking July and August. Is, is it hot down there? Yeah, it's hot down there. But, man, oh, man, yeah. some of those lakes, you can just wear the, the fish out. And, and people, you know, a lot of crappie anglers years ago thought, you know, it was a springtime sport, and then you put your stuff up. But, man, summer is absolutely – you got more stable weather. The fish still have to eat to survive. And a lot of times if you're pulling crankbaits, Brad, you're going after that reaction bite, so they don't even have to actively be feeding. No, they just – it's coming in front of their faces. It's more aggravation to them and they'll bite. But, you know, you, you touched on something, Russ. Crappie fishing back when I was a kid, I'm 46, back when I was in my teens, we fished from late February to 1st of April. Now's the end of crappie fishing. Yep, yep. Now crappie fishing is 12 months. There's people that's quit, that got out of deer camps and quit deer hunting and quit doing other things that don't do anything but fish year-round. And, and there's a technique that people have developed for all times of the year, not just the summer or not just the spring. I mean, you can go all year long with it. There you go. Some Mississippi tips. Our t- our guest today, folks, is Brad Taylor. Um, you know, I like Brad, even though he's friends with John Harrison, and even though he mentioned that daggone Sam Heaton rod on this air. But, uh, no, no, Brad, it's always good talking to you. Um, I'm going to do yes, this. Sir. I put Matt uh, Zenas on the spot last week. I'm going to do it to you today, bud. Uh, I'm not right. sure if you heard, but if you could, keep the date October 10th open, okay? All right. Brush Pile Fishing is putting on a tournament in Delaware Lake, which is near Columbus, Ohio. I know that's a haul for you, and I wouldn't ask if it wasn't important. But uh, all of the proceeds are going to the Travis Mills Foundation. And I'm not sure if you've heard of Travis Mills. Travis is a veteran. Um, He actually uh, lost both arms and both legs in the war. He made an incredible comeback and started the Travis Mills Foundation, a place for disabled vets and their families to get away for vacation. There's a golf course there. There's fishing. There's a marina. um, All kinds of things. It costs the veterans absolutely nothing. Um, So all the proceeds, and we're going to get a lot of sponsorship for this, all the proceeds are going to his foundation. Uh, But we're still going to pay the anglers, too, $2,000 to win the tournament. And we don't want to have just Ohio anglers. We want to make this a yearly event. Um, if you get a chance, look up Travis Mills movie trailer. Um, it'll, it'll. I'll tell you what. It's a, it's a tearjerker to watch that. But if you've ever heard him talk, by the end of his talk, he will have you laughing. The man is a comedian, um, and he will be here. He'll be talking to all the anglers. He'll be here Friday night before the tournament, and of course all day Saturday. We're going to put this show together on the tournament it's going to air on veterans day on the pursuit channel so brad what i guess i'm asking is uh if you can try to make this tournament and spread the word down there in mississippi we want to make this a huge event i sure will russ it sounds like a great call for a great person yes sir so brad again thanks for joining us uh keep me in touch and let's uh let's i'll tell you what let's definitely put together that show next year um on those sure, late spawning fish Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We can do it. Is Joe, the cameraman, allowed back in Mississippi? Uh, we'll have to call just to get it get it waived, but I think he was banned last time. But we'll see what we can do. <laughs> All right, talk to Sheriff Justice for me, man. Okay. I, I got it. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, Brad. Thanks for joining us, buddy. 
Yes, sir. Thank you, Russ. Brad Taylor from Mississippi. And folks, before we take off, uh, I want to mention a few more of our sponsors. EgoNet, Erupt Fishing, Gill Clothing, and I wore a lot of that during the winter, some of the shows we taped, Offshore Tackle Planer Boards and Kicker Speakers. And you know, folks, uh, I mentioned briefly that our taping has got way behind for Season 7, which will air starting January on the Pursuit Channel. Um, but we are finally, the, the quarantine or the travel thing has, has been lifted. So we are putting the shows together. Some of the ones that we postponed, we're going to try to reschedule. We've got a, a great show, some new lakes again that we're going to for next year. Uh, so we are hammering it away here at Brush Pile Fishing. Um, before we leave, wanted to mention to you that the new Brush Pile Fishing store carries all the gear that I use on the Brush Pile Fishing show. Just go to brushpilefishing.com and check out Crappie Shop and find jigs, apparel, line, nets, B&M poles, and so much more. In the sale and clearance section, you'll find deep discounts on the gear that will help you put more fish into your boat. That's brushpilefishing.com. As always, folks, I want to thank you for joining us. Thanks, Brad. Thank Brad again. Um, great guest, and I haven't talked to him for a while, so that was a pleasure for me. So you stay tuned. We'll be back next week with a brand-new podcast on iHeartRadio. For more Brush Pile fishing excitement, find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram.